5: Welcome to our number three of the early line live right here on this Thursday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside, and this is the first game day of the 2023 NFL season. Donnie, we have made it. Football is fully back in our lives tonight in kansas city missouri the chiefs welcome the lions in the debut of 2023 in the national football league
1: yeah it's going to be a party and i say this every single year we waited so long for the nfl season to get here tonight is opening night and before you can blink your eye we'll be previewing the super bowl so enjoy this run even though it feels like we have many months ahead it goes fast but i cannot wait until we see live football tonight it's going to be fantastic a
5: very, very quick sprint. Although we do have football each and every week, each and every Sunday up until early February. And of course, mid-February, we have Super Bowl 58. Super Bowl 57 was won by the Kansas City Chiefs, their second Lombardi trophy in the past four years. So at the home of the champs, tonight's regular season begins. It is the 2023 opener. The Chiefs and the Lions. Right now DRS Kansas City a four and a half point favorite. We have seen two points of movement in that spread from just earlier this week and for most of the offseason it was nearly a touchdown six and a half in favor of KC. We'll look at the market. We'll look at what the public has to say but first we bring in our sports grid radio audience. Our number three of three live right here on this Thursday on TEL. Sirius XM General 1 five nine. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. He is Donnie Wright's side. I am Ben Stevens. So DRS movement in the spread. The Chiefs now only a four and a half point favorite. The total also dropping by two points currently standing at 52 and a half to end out our number two. We heard from the public. What's the best bet from the spread and total perspective for this opening game of the NFL season. Most of the public. of the public laying it with the Chiefs but not far behind DRS the second most selected option the Detroit Lions as the underdog getting four and a half points so with that movement DRS it seems as though the public still a little bit undecided what is the best bet for tonight
1: yeah, and rightfully so, because I think it would have been a little bit easier if Chris Jones had been back, and let's just say he signed a week ago. Travis Kelsey never got injured. I think the Chiefs would be a runaway public favorite in this game, regardless if the line was hanging around six and a half a or 7. But you take away Travis Kelsey as the anticipation, as we think he probably isn't going to play, as we had Adam Kaplan on earlier, figuring that him as well, saying it's going to be doubtful for him to try to give it a go. But having said that, it's still yeah. a home game, which is very hard to win, Ben, on the road in the NFL. Arrowhead is just not at a stadium with 5,000 people in it where there's no home field advantage. It might be the single best home field advantage in sport worldwide here. So you're going to have to take that into effect and also Andy Reid dialing up these plays with the best quarterback that we've seen over the past couple years in Patrick Mahomes. It's hard for me to go against the Chiefs under a touchdown. If you ask me right now, Donnie, who's going to win the game? I tell you, it's the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. So therefore, they spread at minus four and a half. I can't go any other direction at this point. I think we get a really good football game, but how many times are we going to back you know, Andy Reid and say, ah, they can't get it done. All this time off, this chance to prepare. Come on, man. It's got to be the Chiefs here. It does.
5: Patrick Mahomes entering year number six as the starting quarterback for Kansas City. His seventh in total in the national football. The DRS, it should be no surprise, in the previous five years with Mahomes as the starter that Kansas City owns one of the best home records in the NFL. 41-11 and straight up at home since the start of the 2018 season. That's nearly 79%, only a tick behind the Green Bay Packers in terms of home winning percentage, but by far the most home wins at 41. Whose sources do you trust? DRS, our Sports Grid NFL insider Adam Kaplan saying he thinks it's doubtful Kelsey plays tonight. Jordan Airy saying he hears it's likely that Travis Kelsey tries to give it a go. I guess we'll find out on this Thursday in Arrowhead. DRS, where do you land on the total? Also dropping by two points, still the highest of the entirety of the 16 games we have week number one of this NFL regular season at 52 and a half, but dropping. Slightly after the injury news to Travis Kelsey. Do you think we still see points tonight in Arrowhead and go over 52 and a half, or is that point total a little bit too lofty?
1: Now, things could change in 2023, but what did we see out of the Lions last year? They can't stop anybody, and their offense was electric. And then on the opposite side of the field, you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to go under a total? It's not 66 half, 59 half. It's 52 half. Is that a decent amount of points in the NFL? Absolutely it is. But come on, we're really betting the under here? And I'm not just saying because, hey, everybody likes to bet overs and cheer for them. Good yeah. luck if you're taking these two teams and going under when it looks like the conditions are going to be for scoring 10 We're not talking about, Ben, late November in Kansas City, 32 degrees with 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. It should be a really nice warm night in Kansas City. We should get fireworks.
5: Only two totals that are above 50 this weekend. The other one, of course, on Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles between the Chargers and the Dolphins, it's 50 and a half. And tonight, of course, 52 and a hook. Detroit was a top five scoring offense last year in the NFL, averaging nearly 27 points per game, but for most of the season and entering week number 18, they were the worst scoring defense in the National Football League, still bottom five, giving up more than 26 points per game. It's a reason Detroit was tied for the second highest over percentage last year, alongside divisional foe Chicago, 59% of the games for the Lions, over 10 of 17. That can improve. It should improve. They made some additions defensively, mainly Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, CGJ, from Philadelphia this offseason, DRS, but that will be a step up for Detroit. On the other side, Kansas City might be, most likely will be, without its top defensive playmaker, Chris Jones, anchoring the interior of that defensive line. Donnie, what stands out to me, and I think is the most fascinating area entering tonight. We have two divisional favorites, the Chiefs rightfully so, the favorites to win Super Bowl 58 and make it two straight. They've won the AFC West seven consecutive years. Their price is minus 180 to win that division. But the Lions are the favorites to win the NFC North at plus 145. The Lions, the underdog tonight, DRS, and they've been the underdog in 28 of 34 games under Dan Campbell, but they're the favorites in the NFC North. This is where the hype has gotten detroit the season opening game against the defending super bowl champs in kc it is time for the lions to prove it and i think the movement in the spread drs is starting to reflect that
1: yes and also as we were starting to talk about initially when the schedules came out was like hey you know what measuring stick game this no longer is a measuring stick game anything short of a win for detroit there's no moral victories from this game tonight we should be here to play and we should get a really good football game out of both sides
5: Donnie, you said it early on on the early line today that if you think Detroit is going to cover four and a half, it's not just keeping the game competitive. The Lions have to have a shot
4: of winning outright. The Daily Basis with Craig Mish up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill,
7: the muscle memory starts to develop.
6: Learn more at metacom impact.
7: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,
5: Despite it being the opening game day of the 2023 National Football League season, we are firmly in the stretch run of an MLB campaign to set up October live right here on this Thursday on the early line. Myself and Donnie Wrightside, welcome in Craig Mish our Major League Baseball insider and, of course, the host of Newswire starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Craig knows that it is that opening game day of the NFL season. He'll have plenty for you on Newswire starting at 11 a.m. and maybe even a pick before he gets out of here on this Thursday on TEL. Craig, we appreciate the world, the approach to this Thursday appearance here on The Early Line.
0: Uh, and thanks for having me, guys. I know tonight, obviously, very exciting. We've got the Chiefs taking on the Lions. But naturally, you know, Major League Baseball can't let everybody have the day off tonight. So there are probably, I would say, the least amount of games for any day for the rest of the regular season. That will come tonight.
5: Last week on a Thursday, when college football debuted in week number one, only four games in MLB. So, Craig, let's look back on the rest of the midweek series that rounded up yesterday. And, of course, a huge focus this week has been that in-state showdown in the American League West, in the Lone Star State, the Rangers and the Astros. Houston pulls off the sweep over Texas. 39 combined runs, Craig, in that three-game sweep what statement did the astros make against their divisional foes this week against the rangers
0: a resounding one clobbering <laughs> the texas rangers the rangers have clobbered everybody this season and boy for the astros to come in there and do what they did i mean i i i personally have to think right now if you're a fan of the texas rangers You feel really good about this regular season and there's a really good chance that they're going to make the postseason but my goodness the rangers pitching has just completely gone the other way you were hoping to get that boost ben from uvaldi a couple of nights ago that didn't go well the second that max scherzer retires ben in five years he's going into the national baseball hall of fame but but is that close now at this point i mean I, i hate to say it but I mean, the Mets may have really done the right thing by, by moving these guys because Scherzer, mm. who didn't look great for the Mets for the most part this season, didn't look good again yesterday. I understand it was Houston. We'll give a little bit of a mulligan there. But the idea that four years ago, Washington Nationals' Max Scherzer is going to take them out in game one for the Texas Rangers in a wild card series and dominate I mean, who could possibly think that right now?
1: By the way, Craig, you are taking a look at the Texas Rangers where through, I don't know, three quarters of the season, a surefire playoff team, at least wild card standings, and probably thought they would win the division as they basically held the lead right up to just a few weeks ago. You also had Jacob deGrom go down. You bring in Max Schurz and you're saying to yourself, okay, we're rebuilding the pitching staff. We're going all in. Talk about the devastation for the Rangers if they miss out on even a wild card this year when they say, boy, in July, where did this go wrong? We are one of the World Series favorites. Yeah, I mean, Donnie, it's a fair question, but, but I also think
0: that that would be fair to ask. I think we would do that. I think internally, the Rangers probably, if I'm guessing just knowing baseball, at the end of the season, they would call it a disappointment. But but this is a huge upgrade from where they were a year ago. And I understand they gave Corey Seager a couple hundred million and Simeon a couple hundred million and mentioned Jacob deGrom, and now they get Scherzer. Yes, it would be a disappointment in the end. But they're going to win more games than their projected total going into the season. We can start there, and so it's just a man- its just probably a matter of managing where the expectations were. But to answer your question, Donnie, next year for Texas, there will not be any excuses. Like they're—they're they're not going to be able to go into the year and yeah. be 15 games over 500 and then fall completely flat. So I tend to have the <laughs> the full season perspective on all this. It would be disappointing to Rangers fans, but they are playing above where anybody thought they were at the beginning of the year.
5: And the former teammates in Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform from just a few months back faced off against each other for the first ever time in their long Major League Baseball careers on the bump yesterday. Verlander only allowing one earned run over his K prop got the better of Scherzer who is now after winning his first three starts in a Rangers uniform has lost two of his last four. The Rangers have lost three of the last four starts that Scherzer has made overall. Texas has dropped 15 of the last 19. The Astros, a one-game lead in the American League West over Seattle. Three games up on Texas. And right now, the Rangers, a half game behind the Toronto Blue Jays in the American League wildcard standings. That third and final spot, Craig, in the National League belongs to the Miami Marlins. Six. Wins in a row 11 to 4 yesterday against the LA Dodgers, courtesy of a nine run fifth inning for Miami. But Craig, you broke a little bit of news yesterday as it pertains to the Marlins as well. Despite the six game win streak, Miami placing Sandy Alcantara, the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner, on the IL for the remainder of the year. What were the factors that led to that decision for the Marlins?
0: Right. Well, as of right now, Ben, just to just to be clear, they've placed him on the IL with the expectation that potentially he could come back mm. this season. So just to clarify that, that's what they're saying. Uh, but again, when you have a picture of his magnitude with a long term extension that he just signed a couple of years ago, uh, I, I think the Marlins are going to be extremely careful here. So, you know, he pitched against Washington on Sunday. Uh, you know, he—he's ha- Look, this has not been a Cy Young season for him. Let's be clear; the numbers would dictate that. I don't know if that factored in at all, but I do know that one of the final pitches that he threw against Washington, he felt something. He went off with the trainer. Uh, they, they've gotten some initial imaging tests. Now they're going to get a second opinion on that. And Ben, I still think it remains to be seen what that will be. But if you're asking me, my opinion only is that the Marlins are going to have to be without him for the regular season. If they make the postseason, I, I personally do not think he would come back for that. And then the question that you have to ask is obviously how serious is this? Because once you throw out the S-word, surgery, if that is indeed the case, I don't know if it is, you know, then you're yeah. talking about going into next year as well. They also lost Jorge Soler too, but let's give the Marlins credit today and not, you know, cry sure. over spilled milk here because they they scored a lot of runs yesterday. Uh, you know, they've been hitting the ball like crazy. I, I did not anticipate them taking... The first two from L.A., they could potentially sweep this thing today. I know I think L.A. is a slight favorite, as they probably should be. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got to talk about the Dodgers here a little bit also. I mean, Kershaw, Lance Lynn, uh, no worries. Like, I mean, you know, yesterday I felt okay about it. But now it's like, gosh, if Lance Lynn can't give you five innings and give up three runs instead pitching four and giving up five home runs, it's going to be a problem for them.
1: Craig, we take a look at the Marlins here, and you know, playing some of their best baseball of the season, you get that sort of a gut punch with losing a couple players yesterday. Who can replace Alcantara down the stretch? If we look at minor leagues or just going to expand the rotation and use one of those guys that's already up?
0: Yeah, probably Edward Cabrera or Donnie uh, Brian Hoeing or openers at this point. Uh, they really don't have a ton left. They traded one of their top pitching prospects to the White Sox for Jake Berger. So it's kind of like an all-hands-on-deck situation. Uh, very tough. Uh, I, I think they have said no one's going to cry for them. This is true. Let's also keep some perspective here. The Dodgers placed all five yeah. of their starting pitchers on the IL at one point <laughs> yeah. this year. It's true. Are the Tampa Bay Rays in good shape with starting pitching right now, having their three best pitchers out for the season two? This is what baseball right. is. You lose guys. Next man up.
5: Currently Miami, though, riding that six-game win streak, a half-game advantage for the third and final NL wild card spot. The Dodgers, as Craig mentioned, booked as a slight road favorite in Miami today. All right, Craig, before you get out of here and before we see you on Newswire in just a little bit, what is your best bet for the season opener tonight in Kansas City between the
0: Chiefs and the Lions? I am not an over guy, but I am going to play that tonight. Kelsey or not, I see the total here. You're giving me that extra point. I thought it was 53-and-a-half. 52-and-a-half. We'll ride it. Over for the first half. Over for the game. Uh, NFL wants points. I think they'll get it tonight. I have no idea who wins this game or covers. It's the first week of the NFL season. Anything can happen.
5: Craig, we're waiting for that sample size as well. We'll see you on Newswire in just about 40 minutes, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. All right, up next here on the early line, we give you the 2023 NFL season forecast. A pick six with Donnie Wrightside and myself. That's next
4: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
6: as a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills
3: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
6: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse
7: impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me.
5: Listen, I'm a new member here on the early line, the new rendition of it, but Donnie rightside side, the old seasoned pro. Welcome back to this Thursday here on TEL on game day for the first time in the 2023 National Football League regular season. DRS, I hear there's something you guys do here on TEL for football mm-hmm. season called the pick six. Can you explain that a little further, please?
1: Yeah, the pick six. So basically it was like six different options that you would do weekly here. One was like the best upset of the week, take a favorite, take in. We had the tag team teaser. We each pick one side. But also just to give a little bit of insight into that, uh, Brian Rakowski used to be the producer there of the early line. So one day, Kevin and Brian decided we have to come up with a moniker for a Friday thing. And it was just, you know, okay, it's going to have a couple picks. What can we name it? They named it the Tummy which when it got back to me, you know, know, I'd like to have a good time, I said, this has to be a joke at this point. And actually put some time and some thought into that, whatever that acronym was going to be. I said, why don't we just keep it simple? How about just the pick six? It's football, you pick six picks, it just makes sense. We went with that. So a little bit of a background. It was going to be called the Tummy, and I had to change it to the pick six. So there you go, a little history of the early line. Yeah, exactly. What does it mean? Yeah. Turnover is upset. Donnie to say
5: tummy. I was Money not line. Ready for Donnie to say tummy on this edition of the early line that yeah, came okay out for our good tummy. friend. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, hey now, pause, hey now. Let's be nice now. (laughs) Force them out, by the way, for our good friend, Brian Rutkowski. All right. So from the pick six perspective, to give you our full preview of the 2023 Mm -hmm. National Football League season, Donnie and I are going to give you six picks our Super Bowl champion our favorite conference championship bet our favorite divisional winner a win total over a win total under and our favorite season-long player prop as we get ready for 2023 here on the opening day of the campaign DRS get us started who wins Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas
1: I think we'll keep it simple here. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Last year, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. They did not do that. But if we're being honest with ourselves, the season is going to be tough on the Eagles because the schedule is tough. But this team, if they stay healthy, and again, I always use the if term because you just don't want devastating injuries, which means you lose your quarterback in week three or week four. But if we're looking at this objectively, they're the best team in the NFC East And also, with so many quarterbacks now moving from the NFC over to the AFC, who is actually left over? there Jalen Hurts is by far the best of the bunch in the NFC so if I'm being objective here if they do make the playoffs which I think they will who's going to knock the Eagles out in the NFC and then of course you got to win the Super Bowl they didn't get there last year so looking to get back to the promised land and win it this year I truly think the Philadelphia Eagles have the best chance in the NFL to win the championship my pick the Philadelphia Eagles here this year
5: So DRS, let me pick it up right there because I have Philadelphia in my Super Bowl matchup for Super Bowl 58 as well. I have them playing the Cincinnati Bengals Mm -hmm. and I have Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming out on top with a Lombardi trophy. Frankly, I think Cincinnati is being slightly slighted by the odds. I think Cincy is the second best team in the AFC. It makes sense to have Kansas City as the favorite. They are absolutely deserving of that. But Cincinnati has the pedigree. DRS entering last year after the Bengals made it to Super Bowl 56. There was this idea that Zach Taylor and his Bengals were going to come back. They were going to regress. They so overperformed in 2021 with a preseason win total of six and a half, they couldn't possibly do it for a second straight year. That it was a flash in the pan. Only since he did it for a second straight year they go to Buffalo in a divisional round game in Wintry Western New York and they look like the dominant side 27 to 10 and then again they go to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs and they go toe-to-toe with Kansas City I believe in the pedigree the Bengals have established they have reached a point in their organizational history where currently they draft to only bolster the roster, not to fill positional need. I have the Bengals, DRS, winning Super Bowl 58, but to just further on that, I have Philadelphia winning the NFC Championship. DRS, it's simple for me. You look up and down the odds board at the NFC title odds, and although Philly is the favorite at plus 330, they are the only team, and I mean that, the only team that I trust that will be there at the end of the road. Who am I to question? The offensive mastermind Kyle Shanahan and the quarterback concern in San Francisco with Brock Purdy being the guy. He's proved me wrong time and again. They've reached the NFC title game three of the last four years, so maybe San Francisco is that only other team, but Jalen Hurts and the Birds, the RS, the only team that I trust, the only teams I, t- team I have full confidence in getting there and winning an NFC championship for a second straight year. So I have the birds winning the NFC title facing off against the Bengals who won the AFC in Super Bowl 58 with Cincy coming out on top.
1: Yeah, and I look, there's a lot of positives here in what you just talked about and also from the Philadelphia Eagles perspective where if it does get down to the NFC Championship, maybe where it's played has that big factor. Will it be in Philadelphia again where the Eagles beat the 49ers? Will they have to go out and travel to San Francisco and take on the San Francisco 49ers in their home building? We'll see if that plays out. But for me, getting to the Super Bowl and winning it, obviously hard. Getting to the Super Bowl, maybe my favorite wager of the season so far as I placed in for a future is on the Baltimore Ravens. I actually think there's a legitimate chance they win the Super Bowl. Why? Yeah, because I bet them to win the Super Bowl at an 18-to-1 price. But also keep in mind, I've said I like the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I just told you I think the Eagles are the best team to win it. Sometimes you're taking a look at those tickets. I love to hedge my wagers, particularly on futures. Mm. It's a lot easier to hedge an 18-to-1 ticket, Ben, than it is maybe to hedge a 7 or 8 or 9-to-1 ticket here when it's all said and done. So I do think the Ravens have a legitimate chance to win it all, which means I think they're going to win the AFC. And boy, oh boy, is the AFC tough, including their division in the AFC North. But this is the best version of the baltimore ravens lamar jackson you're going to see why because the weapons are all around them still a quality defense a solid offensive line the weapons from tight end to wide receiver and to running back now to go along with lamar jackson being happy and healthy i think things wind up pretty well for the ravens i wouldn't be surprised if they win it but also just getting there is going to make me money ben
5: just because i have the Bengals winning the afc north the afc and super bowl 58 Does not mean I am not optimistic about the flock, DRS. I think they're a surefire playoff team, probably a 10 or 11 win team this NFL season as well. All right, DRS and I see it similarly as it pertains to our divisional winner. And our favorite to do so, DRS, is the favorite in the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Here's why I like New Orleans at plus 130. I think Derek Carr is a drastic upgrade at the quarterback position. Maybe I'm higher on Carr. More than most in terms of where he ranked as a top 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the National Football League in Dennis Allen his first year as the head coach DRS but he was the defensive coordinator under Sean Payton for the six years prior to last year his first at the helm in New Orleans in the Saints for the last four or five years have been a top 10 defense in virtually every major stat category on the defensive side of the football. I expect the same this year. I like the offensive pieces. Alvin Kamara will be back after the three-game suspension. I love what Chris Olave is going to do. Keep an eye on Jawan Johnson. They add in Jamal Williams. And if Michael Thomas remains healthy, a big if. I love this New Orleans team, DRS. in the NFC South, not exactly a murderer's row in terms of a gauntlet to win a divisional crowd.
1: Yes, and a very good positive schedule here for New Orleans. Now, taking a look at their plus-130 price, they're not markedly better, Ben, than every team in the division. But maybe the question marks are just a little bit less. And also, some of the outlying factors. I talked to you today about the Kansas City Chiefs with an unbelievable home field advantage. What's the best home field advantage in that division? It's by far the New Orleans Saints down in the dome. But also, you're taking a look at the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, they are talented on offense and a team that we might be able to see some things out of that could win this division. But the questions come up at the quarterback position. The same thing with the Carolina Panthers. Number one overall, you went with Bryce Young. That's going to be tough to win a division with a rookie quarterback. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, you don't have – Trask is our guy throughout the entire offseason, only to bring in Baker Mayfield, who's going to have a short leash. I think it's the safest pick out of all of them would be the New Orleans Saints. I think they win 10-plus games. And also, I think they win this division. Quite frankly, Carr is the best quarterback right now in the division. The home field advantage, they should be able to take care of business here. Saints for me.
5: That and that's the path right there drs you just spelled it out win total over for new orleans your favorite Mm -hmm. over nine and a half if they can win double digit games drs given the fact last year the divisional winner in the nfc south was the Tampa bay buccaneers with tom brady with a losing record you have to feel 10 wins you are certainly going to be in the race for that title drs my favorite win total over this year Is the Chicago Bears over seven and a half I do think there is a chance by the way Chicago could win the division because of the weird trend in the National Football League over the last two decades 18 of the last 20 NFL seasons at least one team that finished dead last in their division ended up winning said division the following year and the Bears had the worst record in the National Football League last year of course worst in the NFC North at 3-14. and 14. The reason it wasn't my favorite divisional bet, DRS, is because I think it's a pretty far cry in what I expect to be a competitive NFC North. But what does success look like this year for Chicago? Entering year number three with Justin Fields as the starting quarterback. I'm not sure it's a playoff berth. I'm not sure it's a divisional crown, but can it be five games of improvement? I think so. Justin Fields, Donnie, needs to prove he is the face of the franchise in which I believe he is. I think the Bears will be better defensively. I think there's some more pieces around Fields. Please keep him upright. Sacked 55 times last year. Tied for the most in the National Football League. I like the Bears over 7.5.
1: I think it makes a lot of sense, too, because also keep in mind last year, the Bears basically set Justin Fields up to fail. He has weapons this year. Weapons make a big difference here when you're looking to throw for yards and also the maturation of a quarterback. Oh, no, I have to run after my first read is not there. No, you have a second and third read and a solid tight end and Cole Komet. Let's go, Bears.
5: So we're going to finish out the pick six as we forecast the entirety of the season before we give you our favorite bets for the season opener tonight
4: in KC. That's next on the Early Line sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
6: ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts
3: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
5: Welcome back to a Thursday live right here on the Early Line ON SPORTS GRID. I AM LEARNING SO MUCH IN THIS NEW DUO AND THIS NEW COMBINATION WITH DONNY Rightside. DRS IS HERE AS WELL. HE ALWAYS KEEPS YOU ON YOUR TOES. AND SPEAKING OF THAT COMBO, DRS, THE MARRIAGE BETWEEN THE TWO MORNING SHOWS, WE ARE RUNNING THROUGH OUR PICK SIX RIGHT NOW AS WE FORECAST THE ENTIRETY, of the 2023 National Football League season. A couple of more picks to hand out before we go to the triple option. The pick six is from the early line. The triple option is from the morning after our IP. All right, D.R.S., let's finish things out here for the pick six for the entirety of the 2023 NFL season. We're giving out our Super Bowl champion, our favorite conference championship bet, our divisional bet that we like to win a division in the National Football League. Win total over. And now DRS, what is your favorite win total to the under that you like for 2023?
1: It's going to be the Rams, and I just don't think it's going to work out in their favor. And Maybe by midseason, Aaron Donald's on a new team. Matthew Stafford's no longer the starting quarterback, and, you know, Stetson Bennett is actually the new guy driving the Rams here. And also, Cooper Cup to start the season, maybe after four mm. games on a pup. Who knows? Maybe they were 0-4 after that. I just don't see big things here out of the Rams, and maybe we saw this coming. Sold out for a Super Bowl, which is what you're supposed to do in the NFL. Nobody's ever going to look back as a Ramster in that organization. What a disaster that was. We won a Super Bowl and had to tear it all the way down welcome to professional sports good job by them on getting that Super Bowl but Matthew Stafford showing signs of aging here problems with his spinal cord problems with his shoulder with his elbow Mm. McVay who's a great young coach in the NFL already talking about hey I'm going to have a family now maybe I want to step away from the game we just don't know what's going to happen with the Rams as a positive it just looks all negative for me under six and a half wins I don't think they get the seven wins this year and I think this team is going to look maybe completely different around week eight or week nine than even at the beginning of the season Ben.
5: drs the odds makers agreeing with you it was actually the first win total bet yep. drs that i made back in early april rams over six and a half wins because the story last year in the worst ever super bowl hangover 12 losses for the rams the most ever in a single season by a defending super bowl champion was injuries matthew stafford first then cooper cup but they were both back, both going to be healthy. Sean McVay was enthused once again to be the head coach before they traded Leonard Floyd. I felt pretty good about what the Rams brought back defensively. I didn't think they were going to win the NFC or maybe even be a playoff team or contend, God forbid, for a Super Bowl trophy, but I thought they could win seven games. Now, DRS, I am very dissuade. We know Cooper Cup is out for Sunday's opener against the Seattle Seahawks. He might be on the injured reserve, missing the first four games of this year. My favorite win total under DRS is an alternate team total. Cardinals alternate under three and a half at plus 125. You could convince me, Donnie, to take the under alternate team win total for Arizona at two and a half at plus 250. The Cardinals stink. I think they're going to have a bad year. Arizona themselves does not seem as though organizationally they want to win football games. Jonathan Gannon seems like a weird dude. It's been a weird start to his tenure. They cut Colt McCoy. I don't think we're going to see Kyler Murray at all this year, but if we do, not for a long time. Joshua Dobbs, who was signed just a couple of weeks ago, is now the starter for the Cardinals they are seven point underdog Donnie against the commanders And Washington has a win total of six and a half and the under has the heavy juice. The Cardinals are the only team in the National Football League with a win total of five and a half or less. It's four and a half for the regular win total. The under has the juice. Donnie, I could go on and on. The Cardinals are going to have a bad year. Alternate win total under three and a half with a sprinkle of plus money.
1: It makes a lot of sense. And also, what's the prize at the end of the tunnel? It's Caleb Williams, which is exactly why I talked about the Rams here. What better place to drive over from the Coliseum over to Inglewood and SoFi and have Sean McVay say, hey, you know what? Boy, I'm rejuvenated. I'd love to be an NFL coach for another 10 years. Why? Because Caleb Williams will be your quarterback here. Interesting times in the NFC West. Two teams that might be racing for the bottom, but there is a pot of gold at the bottom of that rainbow there, boy. Woo!
5: unless Caleb Williams doesn't want to play in Arizona because his dad told GQ magazine that he would stay Ah. in college if he didn't like the team that was picking first overall. By the way, the reigning Heisman winner and the Heisman favorite currently, Caleb Williams, is greater than a $3 minus money favorite to be that first overall pick if you think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. All right, DRS, what is your favorite season-long player prop for 2023
1: to round out the pick six? Look, it's an odd one here to bring up, but when I saw it, I had to do a double take. It's Ezekiel Elliott who's healthy this year, going to New England, and will at least be in the top two rotation for running backs. 375 and a half is his rushing problem in the season. Do the math. If he's active for 17 games, that's 22 yards per game. That's all he has to average. So what we're saying is if he rushes for 46 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles in game number one, they should pay that out already because we're way ahead of schedule here. I'm not saying Zeke's going to set the world on fire, but if you look at his overall numbers for the Dallas Cowboys, and he's not even going to be the bell cow. He's come way past 375 and a half yards And last year. He hit that easily with having a bad knee for about six to eight weeks. He's healthy this year. He's in New England. They'll run the football. He's going to average more than 20 yards per game. Ezekiel Elliott over 375 and a half rushing yards in 2023.
5: 876 yards on the ground, and 12 touchdown carries for Zeke last year. DRS in only 15 games. Despite some off-season drama during his tenure in Dallas in his seven-year NFL career, Zeke has played in at least 15 games in each of the past five seasons. He has been available, although maybe some people think. The contrary DRS. I'm looking at a new face in a new place as well. Calvin Ridley over five and a half receiving touchdowns for Jacksonville. Of course, he missed all of last year, suspended the entirety of the 2022 season for a violation of the NFL's gambling policy. But DRS when he has played in the National Football League and he's been healthy in his three years, three of the four years in the NFL. He has been one of the best receivers in the sport. His rookie campaign played in 16 games, 10 touchdown grabs, 2019, only 13 games, still seven touchdown grabs, 2020, before all the weirdness of 2021, played in 15 games for the birds, or the dirty birds, that is, the Falcons, 1,374 receiving yards and nine touchdown receptions, over five and a half for Calvin Ridley, who I think is going to be Trevor Lawrence's favorite target this year in Duval County. All right, DRS, we got to move quick. The triple option, normally is a little bit slower than that on the football field, but mm. we'll run it fast. Our favorite spread, our favorite total, our favorite prop for tonight's season opener in Kansas City between the Chiefs and the Lions. DRS, the let's start with your favorite spread. Where are you looking in all the aspects for this game between KC and Detroit?
1: if we just keep it simple donnie who do you think is going to win this football game i think it's going to be kansas city even without kelsey and jones there's too much firepower there's too much you know patrick mahomes there's too much andy Reid. there's too much arrowhead stadium fans here they're going to win this football game i'll lay the minus four and a half as a little bit of a discount based on what we were seeing in the off season at sevens and six and a half i think the chiefs do take care of business tonight in a good game yep
5: the kansas city chiefs have been booked as a favorite in all but 12 games that Patrick Mahomes has started over the past five years. DRS, I agree with the thought. I'm looking at the second half spread that has KC favored by Mm. less than a field goal. I like that, a good number. The Chiefs laying two and a half. The Chiefs were the third best, second half scoring offense in the NFL last year, 13.1 points per game. The Lions, not bad. The fourth best at 13 points per game. But the biggest disparity, DRS, the Lions were the second worst scoring defense in the second half last regular season allowing nearly two touchdowns 13 and a half points per game I think with the Travis Kelsey uncertainty just the fanfare of tonight and hanging that second Super Bowl banner in the last four years Casey might start slow but they'll win this game and they'll do so with a good second half the Chiefs laying two and a half in the second two quarters all right DRS what is your favorite total for tonight's opener between the Chiefs and And the Lions, the game total, the highest of week number one, 52 and a half.
1: Yeah, we'll go over. We're looking for an over tonight, 52-and-a-half. half you got some pretty good weather conditions here tonight. And also, keep in mind, as I brought up earlier in the show, the defense is going to be tired by the end of the football game in that heat and humidity. That should help out the passing game for both of these organizations. There's no way I'm going under, and it's not just me. We don't want to cheer for unders. It's no fun. Forget about that. It's about making money here. If you think both of these offenses yeah. are going to be stymied and not get the 20 points apiece, you're out of your mind. We're getting points tonight, and this game's going over, Ben.
5: DRS, we're seeing things rather similarly here as we look through the triple option and we had it for the pick six as well. I'm going... Lions team total over 23 and a half to keep pace with the chiefs tonight. Donnie, you made this point a few times. I think it's perfect. You do not beat the Kansas City Chiefs by trying to slow things down, run the football and drain the clock. It's been proven that it does not work as a blueprint time and again under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And the Lions have the offense to keep pace. The fifth best scoring offense in the National Football League last year, averaging nearly 27 points per game. And when you look at that team total DRS of 23 and a half, it's a number the Lions went over in 11 of their 17 a season ago. They went over that team total when the weather was warmer in all of their first four games last year in the opening month of 2022. And the Chiefs defense under Steve Spagnuolo always gets better at the tail end of the year and into postseason runs, but they got to figure things out early. And they'll do so tonight, Donnie, more than likely without Chris Jones, their best defensive player. Last year, the Chiefs allowed a team total to go over 24 points from their opposition in each of their first four games in the opening month as well. So Lions... Team total over 23 and a half. All right, DRS, let's finish out the triple option with your favorite prop of the opening game in 2023. And again, Donnie, we see things the same way entering this opener for Kansas City.
1: Yeah, this is all predicated on probably getting a damaged goods with Travis Kelsey, or him not playing at all, which means more red zone opportunities for everybody else. And we know there's no guy in the lineup for the Kansas City Chiefs that runs harder than Isaiah Pacheco. If they're down by the goal line, he's going to get the football. He should score tonight a minus 105 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown score as a quality prop for tonight to look at.
5: It is the second best number for Pacheco to find Pater tonight, only behind Travis Kelsey. Who has any anytime yeah. touchdown prop? Still is the DRS, despite the fact the receiving yards number was taken off the board on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm looking at Pacheco over 51 and a half rushing yards. If there is some early game and early season adjustments after preparing for this opener with Travis Kelsey up until Tuesday for Kansas City, I could see an emphasis on the ground game. The Lions were the fourth worst rushing defense in the National Football League last year, Pacheco DRS had nine games in the regular season with 10 or more carries. He went over 51 and a half rushing yards in all nine of those. He went over 51 and a half in eight of the final nine regular season games for Kansas City as well when his workload and his production in the offense picked up drastically, of course, was a huge component of their Super Bowl run. He went over 51 and a half with 76 in super bowl 57 against philadelphia as well Whew, a pick six for the entirety of the 2023 nfl season and a triple option for the regular season debut tonight in arrowhead between the Chiefs and the lions now a best bet to round things out here on the early line on this
4: thursday up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
6: as a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills
3: the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is learn
6: more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
5: Game day once again in the National Football League. The season debut in 2023 tonight in Arrowhead in KCMO, the home of the defending Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs hosting the Lions. This has been a Thursday on the early line on SportsGrid, about to round out three hours. Donnie, right side here for all of it, as have I been as well. Ben Stevens, I'm not sure that was proper grammar. Anyway, this is the Mm. new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Five star plays each and every day. DRS, those are considered best bets. Here is another best bet for you, Donnie, doing the admirable thing and looking at Major League Baseball. I'll give you an additional wrinkle for the NFL season opener tonight. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it is time for bye, bye, bye. I mean, Donnie, What else do the people want out of us from a pick's perspective? We gave them a pick six for the entirety of the NFL season. A triple option for the season opener tonight. Our favorite side total and prop for the debut between the Chiefs and the Lions. So that's why DRS is a man of the people.
1: What is the best bet, DRS, in Major League Baseball this evening? We go from the triple option to the triple threat. We're going to take a look at the Chicago Cubs. Some RBI props tonight. Ryan Nelson, pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he can't get anybody out. So we're going to go Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, and Seiya Suzuki each to get RBI. Priced at 120, 135, and 150 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Three shots, get two. Call tonight. Relax. Sit back and watch some football.
5: DRS has been on fire with the ribby props. DRS, since we have been together the two days here on the mm-hmm. new, the early line, I'm 0 for 2 and my best bets. That changes mm. today. I go to the NFL. I love the Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards prop at 51 and a half as I shared. And at one point today, Please post to Justin Ross receiving yards number four, Kansas City, and then take the over. He's Donnie. I'm Ben. We're back tomorrow on a Friday for the first football Friday on the early line, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk to you
7: tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.